Dead Bodies is not for the squeamish and is intended for mature audiences. Okay, I reckon because we didn't have any, uh, it was the, what, what did I call it? The What was the last episode? Um, I was all by myself. Banter free. I think we can just go mad with banter this time. I felt really lonely. So did I. I didn't like doing it. But you sounded happy. I sounded really sad. I tried to be happy, but I was sad. Oh. But you, what, say what you said to me. When we weren't recording, <laughs> what you were thinking the whole time. I can't remember the what the um, condition was, but there was, encep- like encephalitis, there was some one of the conditions the little kitty mm. had. And also, should, say it. should you ever come across the opera again? Yes. It's La Boheme. I never had anything to do with any opera in my whole life. No, it's just one of those things that comes around. You're more you know, refined then, than me. No, I'm not. I've never seen you it. Are. No, no, I've just heard its name. I don't know what it is. I couldn't tell you the story or anything. Is that my microphone making a noise? I'm sorry, Kirsten. Um, I've what also realised... So many snacks in here. Look how many snack foods we've got. I know. Dee Dee made cookies and I have these almonds that say on them Shelby's healthy... What's that word? Hedonism, which is like... And you buy these almonds in the health food section. Dee Dee has in the scolded me saying... What? Dee Dee has scolded yeah. me saying they're not healthy. No, they're not. I love them. They're the best, but I think they're pretending to be healthy, but they're it not. It says no refined sugar, no gluten, no artificial sweeteners, no sugar or no sugar alcohols. What I eat has them it, all yeah, but don't no. What has it got in it? It's got thirteen point four grams per hundred grams of sugar. That's there you a go, lot, isn't it? Right there you are. I eat these all the time. There's a when I catch the train at Eaglemont, sometimes there's a really lovely little cafe, and they do this healthy-looking muffin. It's all craggy and brown and it's got raisins yeah. and things. And they call it, I think, the Golden Door Muffin. And I said to the girl one morning, oh, what's in these? And she then listed off, no, thank you, listed off this whole oh, thing No one wants any of the almonds. It's all right. There's, <laughs> I might in a minute. Never eat nuts when you're on air. Don't you know that rule? You've told me it a hundred times and I ignore you every time. You get them caught in your throat. Anyway, other news, because we haven't been together for a while. Yes. So whatever David or Nicola, whoever those people were that wrote in about banter, I don't care. How bad was the banter-free episode? No banter. Terrible. We're up for the bants. We Um, are. I found out that Nicholas's grandfather is a murderer. (gasps) What? He's a full murderer. What? Yeah. Okay, I'll set the scene. Amazing. We go out for burgers the other night with some family friends from uh, – they're his cousins from his dad's side, right? Seriously, like I can't breathe. I know. And we're sitting there at Fish and Burger Co. in Doncaster for those who are interested. Any good? Really good. Oh, okay. Loved it. Anyway, we're just talking and then his cousin says, oh, you know – our grandfather went and shot that guy in the head, Baba. And I said, what? Sorry, what? I was like, the grandfather that looks so handsome in all the photos. And they're like, oh, yeah, but this was like, you know, back in the day in the 1920s, like if someone was just talking crap about your family, then it was your duty to go and sort that person out. Don't think that's right. <laughs> Neither. And you didn't just sort that person out. You had to sort out their whole family. Yeah, again. Not and then I said a stupid thing, but I'll 
share because we're amongst friends. Yeah. I said, how did he get to Australia if he was a bloody murderer? Yeah. And then they were like, oh, there was no records back then. Yeah. There wasn't like they just a... changed their names. They were all like, oh, there's no Border Patrol then, Chanel. Yeah, they gave me that spiel. Mm. Murderer. Wow. Right? Wow. Yep. Munchausen's, by the way, in your last story. The little... Why have you just gone to that? Well, I just was, you were asking for corrections and all the things. I was correcting all your stuff. It's what I do. I couldn't, I couldn't say it. I'm eating an almond. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get an almond spray. Who's first today? Um, murderer. Murderer. So can everyone, you do his, I wonder if the feels... story is somewhere and you can get the actual. You shot him that, in the head. It's a bit scant on details. Yeah, but that's what? Where? Why? Why? Oh. Ask questions. Have an inquiring mind, journalist Vella. Maybe <laughs> I'll try and ask. I had, inqui- I had I inquired about how he ended up in our country, mm. but then I was told off. I'll, um, I'll see if I can find out. And I did ask, who was the guy that he shot? And they were all like, hmm. <gasps> what country did this happen in? Greece. <sighs> yeah. Was it in the 70s, I wonder? I don't know. It was know. part of the war. It was loose. There was the Cypriot War. Yeah, it was. Like, I don't know. Mm, who knows? <sighs> I feel like I've got things to so say. So everyone's but I don't worried know what. about me killing Nicholas, but really, it's yeah. He has murderous blood tendencies. Yes, run coursing through his veins. There was something else I had to tell you. I can't remember what. Just it is. interrupt me. I haven't got the bell. But just I'll interrupt. say my name. Yep. Okay. okay. Say I, my name. Say my name. I couldn't remember. What, I thought to myself, I need to write this down, and then I didn't. Yeah, I should write stuff down. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Shall it. I? Please. I have for you. Chanel, I remembered. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to talk about how I texted you the other morning? Oh, yes. What was that all about? Okay. Does Kirsten know about this? No. I didn't know. I haven't said I've only oh. just seen Kirsten now. Okay. So the other morning, I was on my way to Pilates because I'm trying to be a skinny gal, and. Um, Please don't do that. I was driving down the side, this side street and there was a car pulled over, window down, and I could see a hand with a digital camera out the window taking random photos of this house. Yeah, my brain spazzed out. I couldn't. Can I, couldn't I read the text I received? Read the text At, and the it time. It was quite early, 7.56am. Yeah. I was early. up and about. Yep. <laughs> OMG, okay. I saw a car parked up my street, window down. Man taking photos on a digital camera of a house. As soon as I drove past, he put the window up and slowly drove behind me. I kept slowing down and he wouldn't overtake me. Next text. Do I tell the people in the house? It was so weird. And I said, OMG, I think keep out of it. (laughs) (laughs) He was so sensible. And then I said he might be checking for insurance fraud or be a PI or something. And then it was really... said he wasn't very stealth because <laughs> I was right onto him. I was. And because when he pulled out behind me, I wanted to I had didn't really get a good look at him. So I wanted to slow down <laughs> so that he would go overtake me. And when I slowed down, he slowed down. Yeah, but as I said in my He was text, an Indian man, that's all I got. Maybe he wants the people to know that he's watching them. Reckon? And then you had a bit of a dig at his digital camera. But he might be a private investigator who's not doing very well. He's still got well, the equipment was he got like, in the 1980s. Well, I was all like, who uses a digital camera anymore? Well, no What's one that does. about? No one does. And then I, I was driving to Pilates thinking about, hello, um, you don't know me, but I live down the street. And I just wanted to tell you that I saw a man in a grey Mercedes with his window taking photos of your house. 
might have been a real and then estate where would, agent. Where would the conversation go from there? Just I'll leave you with that. Just letting you know. Don't know, he might want to murder you. He might be a drug dealer. I don't know what you've Why done to would people. Why a drug dealer but take I'm just... a picture of someone's house? Because maybe they want someone to steal their cars, so they were taking photos of the cars so they can show the people that are going to steal the cars. <sighs> God, That's how my brain works. Hard work. Anyway, should we I, get to a story now? Yes, I will. Okay. I have for you the treasure chest deaths. Oh. Uh, we're in the Na- Yellowstone National Park, I'm which covers done. nearly nine. Yes, have your almonds. Nearly 9,000. Can you crunch away from the microphone? No, she's going to crunch right into it. No, put your mic on. Thank you. Okay. Very high degree of silliness in the studio this evening. Yeah, got 10 minutes of banter. Good. Oh, oh, oh yeah. So much trouble. Uh, the Yellowstone National Park is over nearly 9,000 square kilometres. It's over where Wyoming, Montana and Idaho meet. It's on the little corner of the – so it's a bit of each of those three states. A cartoon character lived there. Uh, Yogi Bear. Correct. Was that Yellowstone? I think so. Jellystone. Mm. No, Yellowstone National Park. No, Jellystone. No. Yogi, Yogi Bear was jelly, Jellystone. Wait, no. Then it says Yellowstone National Park. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. I was right. Okay, let's go. I hate to disappoint both of you, but he wasn't real. He wasn't a real bear. January 2016, a man by the name of Randy Bellier from Colorado set off in a raft on the Rio Grande in the Rocky Mountains and then disappeared. Six months later, in July, workers on the river found his body and an autopsy could not determine the cause of death. His ex-wife, Linda Ballew, said after he set out on his journey, she didn't know what had happened. There's always an ex-wife lurking in the background, isn't there? Oh, can you stop being suspicious of everyone? Sorry. She said it was in her ex-husband's nature to seek adventure. June 2017, this is uh, six months later, it was summer in America. 53-year-old Jeff Murphy went hiking in Yellowstone National Park. Oh, no. And he disappeared. Oh. Park investigators found his body on June the 9th. Murphy had fallen 500 feet from Turkey Pen Peak down a steep slope. And they said it appeared he had accidentally stepped into a chute. He'd fallen anyway. Right. Also in June 2017, Pastor Paris Wallace set off into the Yellowstone National Park, but his family became concerned because he didn't show up for a family meeting. His car was found parked near the Taos Junction Bridge, and his dead body was found about 10 kilometres downstream along the Rio Grande. Okay. The following month... July 2017, 31-year-old Eric Ashby was found dead in Colorado's Arkansas River. Now, this is about 100 k's from where the last body was found, but still in that same part of the US. Mm -hmm. And Eric had last been seen rafting on the river, the uh, the Arkansas River, about 20 kilometres upstream from where his body was found. The raft had overturned Mm -hmm. and he had been missing since that time. These four deaths are all related and not just because they were found in a similar area. They were all people looking for the same thing. Oh. A hidden treasure. What? Yes. Somewhere in the Rockies, which is about a 1,000 miles between Santa Fe, New Mexico and the Canadian border, maybe a treasure chest. Maybe, though. What the hell is maybe? Well, I will explain. Worth an an estimated. I don't think it is. I think it's real. What's the price? An estimated $2 million. 
Now, the man who claims he hid it back in 2010 is Forrest Fenn. He was a Vietnam fighter pilot and then he became an art dealer. He's now 87 years old. Fenn says that as many as 350,000 people have gone hunting for the treasure. No one but him knows where it is. So when he dies, the knowledge of where it is goes with him. What's in it? I'll get to that. Oh, sorry. The clue that people are using to try and find it is a 24-line poem, which I won't read to you now unless Why? you beg me to, but it's quite long. We'll get to maybe at the end. It's a 24-line poem. He published it in a book that he published himself called The Thrill of the Chase, and he has also posted the poem on Instagram. Now, the box on that he Instagram. buried. Yes. The box is just. Sorry, sorry. I couldn't. Chanel. Ding. Sorry, go. No, you go, 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 go. Because going. I was shocked that he was posting things on Instagram when he's 87, did you say? Why did he do this? Well, get there. Oh. Gosh, the questions. Sorry. Question, question. The box is described as ornate and Romanesque. 10 by 10 inches, and it weighs about 40 pounds full. Now, America's ABC Nightline did an episode called Deadly Treasure, and in that, Forrest, I keep on calling him Forrest Gump, Forrest Fenn (laughs) explains what the box contains. There's 265 American gold eagles and double eagles. There's ancient Middle Eastern gold coins. There's hundreds and hundreds of gold nuggets, two of them as big as a hen's egg. What kind of sick shit is this, though, that he's just decided that he wants to make people just tramp around the forest? I will for... explain. Okay. I will explain because I see it's, it's as though I knew you were going to ask all these questions. I mean, I think also, I... considering it's got gold in it, that means that the total value would fluctuate because gold has a differing value depending on the day. So you'd you'd really want to find it on the right day. Oh, welcome to our financial update (laughs) podcast where we're going to talk about the Dow Jones for a while. These are the and things you have to consider. The exchange rates. Okay. So, Chanel, 67.5, good enough for you? Well, what I can tell you is that gold has a fluctuating price point, so yeah, you'd really have to find bow. it on a good day. Oh, I'm going to find a better your... p- podcast that talks about dead bodies. <laughs> Sorry. This dry old financial one. It's weird that someone would do this. It, it is weird. Okay, so there's emeralds, rubies, diamonds, all sorts of things that Fenn found when he was working as an archaeologist. He says that the box is hidden above 5,000 feet It's not in a mine, a graveyard, or near a structure. That second man who died hunting for it, Jeff Murphy, had emailed Forrest Fenn in the days before he died, and Fenn offered to pay for a helicopter to find him during that period where he was missing. Um, And he also clarified later that he, Fenn, who hid the box, had never been to the area where Murphy was found, where fell. Yes, Chanel. Have the police told Forrest to stop this shit? It's as though I knew you were going to ask all these questions. <laughs> Can you, but, Chanel, you, could you hold your questions until the end sorry. of the story? Thank you. Okay. Now, Linda Bailey, who you very unkindly pointed the finger of sorry. the thing at before, yes. uh, whose former husband, Randy, the first one, yep. died searching for the treasure. She said that the hunt was ludicrous and it should be stopped. After the death of Paris Wallace, Fenn posted extra clues to try and stop people from searching in unnecessarily dangerous locations. He said that the treasure chest is not underwater 
nor is it near the Rio Grande River. It's not necessary to move large rocks or climb up or down a steep precipice, and it is not under a man-made object. So he was 80 when he hid the treasure. So it's in a place that a man his age could reach easily enough. Apparently so, yes. And he said that he had to make two trips from his vehicle in order to hide it, which is odd. Go, oh, maybe he went, dug the hole, came back, went yeah. again. Um, now, why has he done it? There it is. I haven't written above it. Chanel will ask this. I, you, know, you knew. He's done it. He said the search is supposed to be fun. And now here he well, is. Well, it's clearly not because fuckers are going there and they're dying. Here he is speaking in a documentary called The Lure that came out in 2017. People tell me I'm a storyteller and and uh, I guess I fit the description. <laughs> Imagination is more important than knowledge. We're, we're all charlatans to some degree. It doesn't matter who you are. It only matters who they think you are. What I've done is hidden the treasure chest and I've given you clues as to where it is. As far as I'm concerned, that's my part. Oh, so he wanted kids to go and do this. Oh, fabulous. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. Because kids are going to, what are kids going to do with a $2 million treasure chest? Have the money? Mm. Now, he originally filled it after he was, so he was, in 1988, Fenn was diagnosed with cancer. Hold on. Yes. How do we know someone hasn't found it? Yes. That's a good point. I haven't got an answer for that coming up. How do we know that? We don't know that. Someone hasn't found it. And if you did find it, why would you tell anyone? That's very interesting. You wouldn't tell anyone. So well, he's the that, only one that could Well, know. he needs to get up off his tuchus yeah, people and are go out follow there and him. check. They will follow him. Well, he can pay a grandchild to do it. Someone may have found it. Mm, I wonder. So when he had cancer back in 1988, and he thought it was terminal cancer, but he got well again. But at that time, he filled the chest then because I guess he didn't want to pass it on to anyone he knows. Mm. And um, he survived and he kept the box in a vault at his house for several years and a couple of witnesses have confirmed that they have saw it, that it does exist, that it is real. He reckons he gets 100 emails a day about it. He's had people turn up at his house and threaten him, saying, tell me where the treasure is right now, I'm going to kill you. Um, Back to the dead bodies and your question earlier, Mm -hmm. the police have asked him to call the search off, but he is refusing. Here he is again on Nightline. I didn't anticipate that people would would die searching for my treasure, but in the back of my mind it had to be logical that that could happen. Grizzly bears alone are something to think about. It weighs on you? A little bit. You know, I'm... I don't feel responsible. I don't. I don't feel like I'm to blame for any any, any of those things that happen. Uh, Randy Bailey's ex-wife Linda wants Fenn to reveal where the treasure chest in is. Yeah, I bet she does. Of course she does. Uh, she has said 
or she did say at one point, I don't know if she really believes this, but she doesn't think there even is a chest. And there's a number of online forums and Reddit threads and all sorts of stuff where people trade theories about where the treasure might be. Uh, there's the, the subreddit is called Finding Fens Gold, if you do want to go on there and look at all the clues. I Someone's won't read the found it. Someone's found it. It's possible. Maybe it's not even there. Come on. If all those people... But if he dies, and he's 87... But tell me if... He's th- had cancer. What did he say? It's up to 300 people he reckons have gone I reckon for it. if someone had found it, I think word would have got out because you wouldn't be able to... You can't just go down to Coles and buy something with those gold coin doubloons or whatever they are, ye olde diamonds and emeralds. I'm like, if those things started coming into the market, people would say, hang on, where did you get all these Roman coins from and stuff? Would they? Well, I think they would. Wouldn't they? Mm. But that's good. I like that. Maybe someone has found it. And that is the story of the treasure chest deaths of Yellowstone National Park. Before I do my story, I have something to tell you. Oh, what? Um, someone else in your family is a murderer? No, but... I can't remember who told me this. I can't remember because people email me dead body things. My inbox is full of people either emailing me dead body things or dogs doing fun things. Mm-hmm. Because I tweet I'm about here dogs for both a lot. Of them. Yes, yeah, I need to. I'm all about it. I'm, I'm tweeting a lot about dogs lately. Tweet about a mass murder, I get two likes. Tweet about a dog, get two hundred. Yeah, mm. go figure. That's I don't do it for you. the likes, but I people do it because like, like people like it. Um, uh, someone, and I don't know who it was, but they sent me something about hiding a dead body. Mm-hmm. And obviously I've... Got a mouthful of tea, can't, yeah. can't respond. So yep. they said if they were going to hide a dead body... I have to drink body, this last mouthful because it's just getting cold. Okay. okay. If they were going to hide a dead body, they'd kill the person, hold on to the body for a little bit, then tip off the cops about a dead body being buried somewhere so that they'd go and dig there. And then after the cops had dug all that area up, yeah. they would go and put the body there. Where did I hear because that? Because the cops would have already dug up that area and they wouldn't go back there. That's smart. It is smart. Did I pass that on to you? Did you some... tell me? I don't know. I've heard Someone it. Someone told me this. I cannot remember who, but I thought it, I remember reading it thinking, that's really smart. But you it know I'm good. really flaky about yep. texting back and all that kind of stuff. Hang on a so... minute, but when I said you could bury, when we were trying to guess where your dead body and I said a cemetery... Yeah. And you poo-pooed it like it was stupid. No, there's too much activity around a, a cemetery. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Oh, do you want to hear the po- poem? Oh, yeah, maybe do the poem All right. while I eat an almond. All right. To get, so Chanel has time to read her poem. Can uh, I no, eat her things. Can I eat almond? <laughs> okay, here's, here's the clues in, in a poem. As I have gone alone in there and with my treasures bold, I can keep my secret where... A hint of riches new and old. See, that's making me think of where gold might there be. There is no help in this poem at all. No. Well, there are only four the, lines in. Four, Hang on, there's 20 to go. Four lines, we know nothing. Begin, it, begin it where warm waters halt and take it in the canyon down, not far but too far to walk. Put it, put in below the home of brown. Stop. Yes? That's the part that's making... Fuckers get into the water. Yeah. Because they're getting into the water thinking that the river has to take them down. That's what it sounds like to me. We're warm too waters far to halt. Walk. Uh, yeah. Not far, but too far to walk. And then talking about the water. I feel like people are letting the current take them down. From there, it's no place for the meek. The end is ever drawing nigh. There'll be no paddle up your creek. 
just heavy. That sounds like if you don't want to have sex with someone tonight. No paddle up my creek tonight. Just I, heavy loads and oh, water high again with the sex. <laughs> what? If you've been wise and found the blaze, so that sounds like a campfire, doesn't mm. it? Look quickly down your quest to cease. But tarry scant with Marvel gaze. Oh, for I'm sick of it. Sake. I'm fucking over I'm it. I'm not reading anymore. I'm over it too. Throw it away. Do that with it. No, it's rubbish. I hate it. Tarry, kind sir. That's tarry why people not. are dying. They're dying of boredom from his fucking... Just, people aren't even using that shit to find it. They're just going and having a look because that's providing no answers. Wow. Those almonds are making you angry. I've been a firecracker lately. I'm really... <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk to you like a chipmunk. She's got like lumps in her cheek. <laughs> From the I'm hungry. I've been in the coroner's court all that? day. Oh, you did that game, that one. Remember you did that story about Chubby Bunny where you put yeah. the thing... We used to do it with grapes. You had to put grapes in oh. your mouth. Mm. Okay. Um, I need to credit El Samino uh, for this story because I found it in my serial killer book. Mm-hmm. And I heavily used it for this story. So we're going to uh, July 9, 1967. And there's a woman. What are you writing? Um, what, which episode we're up to. Okay. Uh, Mary Flezer, who could be described as an attractive brunette. All my stories start like this. Mm. People being described as an attractive brunette. Uh, she's 19. And this story starts and she's walking down a street in Michigan. I'm loving the era, 67. Yeah, it's I love a it. cool time, isn't yeah. it? So as she's walking along, a blue-grey Chevy pulled over mm. and a young man spoke to her. It's believed he may have offered her a lift, but she's refused the lift and right. the man drives off. Okay. Now, the driver made a right-hand turn and it seems he's gone around the block and then he sped into a driveway, so back where they originally were. But at that point, Mary was already in her apartment and she was safe. Mm. The next day, Mary's flatmate called uh, her parents to say that Mary hadn't come home. <gasps> I know, just when you thought she was I safe. You said she was safe. I know. They Liar. called police because this was out of character for Mary. But, of course, she's young, she's a teenager, so the cops weren't reacting. They right. weren't worried because they were thinking maybe she's just gone out to party or something. But Mary's parents were adamant that she wasn't that kind of teenager. Mm. Now, they said she was quiet and studious and they really kind of had a go at police about this. So the following day, police put out a missing persons report and uh, someone comes forward and they say they saw a man in a blay? blay? Yes, that color. I put blue and grey together then mm-hmm. in a blay you- Chevy. Didi. Yes. Did you see the stupid parents who they, uh, for their kitty, they made up a stupid name, but then they've mashed up their surnames. It's the what? new trend. Yep. So if Chanel Vella and Dee Dee Dunleavy were having, were married, were having well, a baby I together. I can understand that because I'm having real feels about giving up my surname. Well, then our, our, we would have a baby called Kirsten and it would be Kirsten Vellevi or Dunella. I've got real issues about giving up my surname to Nicholas. You don't have to. He's really offended that I don't want to. Oh, really? See, I couldn't yeah. wait to get my husband's surname. I loved it. What? Because I was Nichols. And when you say Diane Nichols, the ends run together. So it sounds like my name was Diane Nichols. But I'm Chanel Vella, double yeah. L, double L. And I like it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chanel Kutri Garros. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I am not changing all the brands you know on this podcast. Mean? No way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who's going to redo the opener for that? No one. I'm just going to yeah. stay me. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Witness comes forward and says they saw a man in a blue-grey Chevy pull up alongside her, but they couldn't tell investigators exactly what he looked like. Mm-hmm. Fast forward a month. Two boys are near a secluded lover's lane and they come across a mass of fly-covered rotting meat. No. And they assumed it was a deer carcass. Police police were called. They Mm. take the mass of meat away and they work out it's human. Um, It's a woman and she's been stabbed in the chest more than 30 times. Jesus. Her feet had been cut off. One arm had been cut at the elbow. Fingers had been taken from her other other hand and they couldn't find the missing parts in the area she was found in. However, they did find a shoe nearby and that was identified as Mary's. Do do you know, had they, was that just because animals had gotted it or had they been cut off? I think maybe a bit of both, but I think she was really mutilated. So the only way they identified her was through knowing the shoe was hers. Yeah, her family were able to identify it. So in the forensic examination, there was an almond, please. Sure, I thought you'd never ask. Would you like one, Kirsten? They're very nice. They're the vanilla ones. Have you okay. had these ones before? Mm-hmm. It's cinnamon. Mm. Are about, could I have okay. a second one? Please. That be all right? Now, okay. in that forensic examination, there were fears um, and questions raised about her also being raped. Sorry. Don't do the almonds when I'm talking about rape. Sorry. Okay, so they thought she may have already been raped, but her body was in just such a mess and she was in such a state of decay that they just, they didn't, they couldn't tell. Um, looking at the crime scene, they could see a lot of tire tracks and they believed the killer had returned to the scene several times. Ooh. Right? That's weird. So they believed that the killer had returned to the scene a number of times because those tracks kept moving around mm. and they think the body had been moved at least three times. Ooh. I see a charge of interfering with the corpse coming up. Now, as well as the initial charge of murder. Here's the red flag if I ever did see one. Mm-hmm. While Mary's body was at the morgue, a young man turned up and asked if he could take a photo of the body as a memento for her parents. No, I'm sorry, sir. We can't allow that. The young woman at reception said there was no way she could allow that and as he left, she realised he wasn't holding a camera. Oh, what was he going to do? Sketch it. Now, let's go forward a year. Joan Shell, who lived just three blocks from where Mary lived, is sitting at a bus stop with her friend. Her friend wasn't going anywhere, but she was sitting with Joan because Joan was catching the bus to see her boyfriend. Yeah. So her friend's just keeping her company. So as they're sitting there, a car pulls up. This time it's a red car. And a young man wearing an East Michigan jumper asks if they want a lift. Now, the girls were sus on him at first. They weren't really sure if they should accept the list, but um, it was just this one man in the car. It wasn't like there was a whole heap of guys in the car. Mm. So they thought that maybe he, you know, he was okay. So Joan accepted the lift and told her friend she would call her when mm. she got to her boyfriend's house. 
Yep. She never called. Five days later, Joan's body was found in a storm drain. Her blue skirt and her slip were around her neck. Mm. She'd been raped and Mm. stabbed to death. Now, there's a major investigation and witnesses, of course, including the friends, say, yes, they saw that she went with this man and other witnesses come forward and say they saw Joan walking with a man and they believed that man was John Norman Collins, who was a fine footballer and baseball player. Oh, that's okay. Yep. He's a fine young man, so he... That's all right. Well, he was also an honours student and a devout Catholic. Of course he was. Yes, correct. Now, police interviewed him. He said he didn't know Joan at all. And given that he was the sporty guy, the church-going guy. He must church be telling the guy, truth because he's good at football. They let him go. Of course they did. Yeah. Ten months on. That man is marrying material. Correct. Let him go. Correct. Ten months on, a 13-year-old schoolboy is at a cemetery with his mother. He finds a shopping bag. He tells his mum that he's found a shopping bag and his mum comes over to where he is and there they also find a yellow raincoat. They look under the raincoat and they find a girl's body. Her skirt is I up. had one of those yellow raincoats when I was little. Yes. Like Paddington Bear. Correct. Mm. And the hat. Her skirt mm. is up and her tights are down. She's identified as Jane Mixer, who was 23 years old and had only been reported missing a few hours earlier. She'd been shot twice in the head Mm. and garroted with a stocking. We've explained what that means before. Strangled, basically. She hadn't been raped, but it was noted that she had her period. Oh, okay. So they think that that is why she hadn't been raped, that Mm. maybe they'd attempted to and then realised and didn't. Now, while looking into her case, police realised that she had left a note looking for a lift on the college notice board. Um, So they start to think Uh that maybe she was picked up by this man. Four days later, the naked body of 16-year-old Marilyn Skelton was found just a few hundred metres from where... Uh, Joan's body had been found eight months earlier. She had been brutally beaten and strangled and a tree branch had been shoved into her vagina. Oh, my God. Mm, So it's getting progressively worse. Why is this sounding familiar to me? Maybe I've read it somewhere. So this is where police, you know, they're obviously always worried, but they're freaking out at this point because he's getting more and more violent and it's escalating. Three weeks on. The body of 13-year-old Dawn Bassam was found near a farmhouse. It's believed she'd been tortured and murdered. How many bodies are we up to? Is that like five? Yeah, now? I think so. God. Her breasts had been slashed. Oh. Now, police thought that this was their chance to catch him because they knew that when he could, he always returned to the scene. Oh. So what they wanted to try here, and this is annoying for me because I'm a journalist, um, they wanted to try something, but a journalist ruined it for them because oh. the journalist had already started reporting that a body had been found. So they wanted to try and set him up, but they oh, couldn't. Oh, I see. Right. Sometime later, there was an exact time frame, another body is found of a young girl. She'd been repeatedly stabbed. This is like um, in Never Criminal ends. Minds mm. and it's like... Just catch the killer. Literally. I've seen him in the mm-hmm. previous scene. He yep. finally me say, and look, then there's another body, another body. Yep. Can't they catch them already? So another young girl's found. She had been repeatedly stabbed. This time, police ordered a media blackout. Uh-huh. So 
they tell all the journalists, you can't report it, can't report it. One of the young boys who found the body rang a radio station. Oh, my God. I know. So now this town is freaking out and a $42,000 reward is put up. About In 1967, a, that's a lot, That's isn't a lot it? of money. Yeah. So about a month later, Karen Beneman, who is 18, she's in a wig shop. She's buying a hairpiece. While she's in there, she tells the shop assistant that she had been doing silly things that day. One of them was buying the wig Mm -hmm. and the other was accepting a lift from a boy who was outside waiting for her on his motorcycle. (gasps) The shop assistant told her that was silly given everything that had been going on and she looked out the window and saw the man but he was quite good looking and he looked decent so she didn't worry too much. Four days later, a doctor was out for a walk. He found Karen's body. She'd been raped and her underwear had been stuffed inside her. This time, they ordered the media blackout again Mm. and it worked. Right. So they took Karen's body away and they replaced it with a dummy. They staked out the area that night, but it was raining quite heavily. So while officers were watching, they saw a man running from the gully where the body was, an officer has tried to radio for backup, but his radio was waterlogged. Oh, my goodness gracious. This is good police work apart right? from the shitty equipment. Yeah. The man got away. Oh, no. I know. No. Yes. So now it's at this point that a young cop starts thinking and he's thinking about the description of the man on the motorbike that had been circulating and it reminded him of a man who had uh, dropped out of a frat house after he was suspected of stealing. His name was John Norman Collins. Oh, hello, Mr. Collins. Yes. You're familiar. Welcome back. So he got a picture of Collins and took it to the woman inside the wig shop and said, was this the bloke you saw outside on the motorbike? Blah, blah, blah. She says, yes, that's him. Now, he'd already been interviewed, but they I'm Googling thought... Googling, I want to see if he's good looking. Yeah, they thought they'd give it another shot. Collins refused to say anything and he would not take a lie detector test. The next day, Collins' housemate saw him leave his room with a box that contained women's items, including handbags. Police Corporal David Leake had been on holiday oh, for a yeah. while. For that time, I'm getting a bit of a Matt Damon sort of a vibe. Yeah, he's handsome. Was when he was younger. I just yeah. saw one of him in current days and he's yeah. yuck. Uh, Police Corporal David Leake had been on holiday for a while. He came back to the latest developments in the serial killer case. Um, when they got home, are you listening? Yes, I am. I was- Police Corporal comes back from holiday. <laughs> There's all this serial killer stuff going on. Yeah. When he gets home from his holiday, his wife goes down to the basement to do some laundry Mm -hmm. and realises that the entire floor of the basement has been painted black. I thought you were going to say covered in plastic. I thought you were going to say covered in women's clothing. Kirsten's nodding because she thinks I was slowing my talking for suspense. Anyway. Of course. So tense then, Kirsten. How about you? (laughs) She thinks this is weird. She tells her husband... Now, the only person they had given a key to... Collins. John Norman Collins. Yes. Because he needed to feed their dog. Yeah, right. He was their nephew. <gasps> Around the same time they discovered the floor, Corporal David Leake got a call from work telling him 
to come in immediately. And he was told his nephew was the prime suspect. So David Leake goes back home with other officers and they start scraping the laundry floor. Yeah. Under it, under the black layer of paint, they found brown spots, Uh-oh. which they realised. That ain't brown, it's red. It was blood. Oh. Collins was arrested, but the case was thin against him. They didn't have the evidence to prove that he was behind all of the murders. So Do you he think he was only... killing them in the basement? Well, he was ta- He was doing something there. He was taking them there. Because they'd scream, wouldn't they? Someone would something. hear them. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have enough evidence to prove all the murders. He only went to trial for the murder of Karen, who was the girl in the wig shop. Yeah. Because there was a witness. Um, and they could call the witness uh to confirm his identity. The jury found him unanimously guilty and he was sentenced to life with no possibility of parole. He appealed his uh, sentence four times unsuccessfully. Good. Behind bars, he's changed his name. And because his biological father was Canadian, he applied for and was granted Canadian citizenship. He then applied to transfer to a Canadian prison because he knew if he went there, there was a loophole that would get him out after serving uh, just nine years. That was granted. Get out. But after public outrage, it was cancelled. Oh, thank goodness. Can you believe they granted that shit? What is wrong with them? I don't They're know. They're very easygoing, aren't they? It's just like, why? Who would grant that? What a story. Chanel. It's my serial killer book. It's really yeah, paying off. Yeah, that's amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. And there wow. is a picture of him, actually. I've got oh, I know. I was just looking at him. He's got His ears are quite big, but he's but he's got a sort of a pouty movie star there. Is that him? Yes, yeah. that's the picture I was about to show you. Like that you. haircut needs a bit of work. That looks like Mrs. Yeah, Cravat's hair from the Bewitched or whatever it but is. But he's handsome. Kind of. He's standing, yeah. Yeah, good, no. Like, he nice is. eyes, good jaw. Yeah. Bit of a murderer, but, you know. Yeah, there he is smiling. It. Look, he's happy because he's just killed someone and stabbed them 36 yeah. times and put a tree up their vagina. No wonder he's happy. Look at him. I know. What was with that? Really bad. But, but as an adult, he's, ugh. He looks bad now. Look, there he is now. Didn't Terrible. That hairstyle didn't age well, did it? I didn't actually look up photos <laughs> no. of him now. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's well, got we mad staring eyes. on our Facebook page. We what will. You You'll delight in those. You really will. Um, so uh, there's – look, I think maybe we'll do <coughs> – oh, it's back. The cough's back. No, it's Don't not. Don't edit that, Kirsten. No, no, the cough's not back. It's not. Do you know why that cough happened? No, leave it there because no. I – because I was eating almond. What did almond. I say? Thank you. Now, uh, Chanel, let's just do one feedback. And I know you don't check the um, the email, so I'm going to give it to you. Actually, hold on. I want to just tear this part off. I hate that sound. Go. Don't look across because I'm tearing off the photo that was attached. Okay. Read it, and then I'm going to show you the photo at the last minute. Okay. Okay. From Miranda, who is back from India. Remember, Miranda was going to India, yes. and I said there'd be dead bodies She's, everywhere. Yeah, and she said she heard there was dead bodies everywhere. I'm so glad to hear from you. Hi, Dee Dee and Chanel and Kirsten, and the voiceover guy. He's got a great voice. Tony Tardio. Tony he does. Tardio. Yeah. We love Tony, don't we? We do. 
as always, thank you for putting together a highly entertaining and interesting podcast. Oh, you're so welcome. And a great length, although more waffle and subsequent length is always welcome. Tons of waffle in this episode. Miranda says, I'm back from <laughs> India, not dead, much to my husband and son's relief, Good. and binging on what I missed while I was away via my AirPods, riding my e-scooter so you can rest easy now, Dee Dee. Thanks, Miranda. She says India was largely devoid of dead bodies. shame. We were in India just after, I can't say that, Derja Puja? It must be a... What is it? I don't know. It must be like a festival or something. Hmm. And when on a cruise ship, and went on a cruise ship up the whole... Well, this is good. Yes. I'm going to say, like I would say it on the news, just really confidently. You just go with it, even if it's wrong. We went on a cruise ship on the Huli River in Kolkata. That's all right. Yeah, Yeah. see, it was all right. And warned uh, that we would see... (laughs) Miranda, I'm really into you, but you've missed words here. Um, Oh, that might be me. Sometimes I... And we're warned that we would like to see the statues that are made for the festival floating down the river and that these would look like dead bodies, so not to be alarmed. <laughs> Did they actually say that? Yes. How funny is that? But we saw none, much oh, to my disappointment. And we learned people are cremated within 24 hours and usually far less after death. Guessing it's a good thing, that's really all I came back with. Oh. While I was away, my latest online order arrived... Right. However, there's a picture attached. Nice things, nice things. Take care, Miranda. Okay. So I have the picture. Uh, Miranda has included a picture of herself. And she look, dead? No. Oh. Look at what she's wearing. <gasps> oh, my God. She's made a nice things, nice things T-shirt. She has. Is that not the best picture ever? She looks lovely. She's amazing. She has made in nice scrawly writing. Yes. Nice things, nice things. Miranda, Legend. How good is that? I love her. I know. So do I. Oh, I, I can't believe people like us. I want oh, one of those. It still gets Isn't me. Isn't that the best? Yes. And people would say, oh, what does that what mean? I said, she'd say, oh, that's a, a podcast. podcast I listen to. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, so, and maybe we'd get a new listener out of it. Yes. How just good one. Is that? Miranda, that is surely my favourite email ever. We'll put that up. Best ever. Oh, yeah, you better. Well, we'll get her permission yes. first to share the picture. I'm sure she won't No, we're mind. sharing it without her she permission. Looks pretty... She's going up. You're among friends, We can Miranda. blur her if she needs to be blurred. I'm fine about that. So there we are. Thanks we're back. so much. We're, we're bantering back. and we'd love you to be part of it. That was Surely. an extra banter episode. Surely you've seen a dead body. If you have, please send it to us. Here's Tony. Dead Bodies is created by D.D. Dunleavy and Chanel Vella and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com.